You're listening to Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. We're coming back at you once again, as we do every other week in the off-season, every week during the regular season. And I couldn't be more excited to be talking to you right now because, dude, every time we go a couple weeks without chatting, I'm like, I miss my big effing friend, Big Newt. How will you be, buddy? Hey, man, I just want to say one thing real quick before we get started, bro. I apologize to all of you all these last two years that we've been on the on the airs. <laughs> okay, so f- first of all, happy Father's Day to all the fathers, people who claim their fathers. If you got kids that maybe you don't even know about out there, happy Father's Day to you. Hey, I... I- I resent that. I know you're taking a dig at me right now, and I swear I don't have any kids. I, can, I, I did not say that to you when we first met. I'm like, man, I can't believe you ain't got any kids, bro. I just you knew, did. I just knew you had some kids. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, my wife and my children, it was a wonderful Father's Day, probably the best one I've had uh, since I've been a dad, and I got a new microphone. I got that Yeti, man. I feel like I want to go in the booth and make some, cut some albums, sing some songs. And I just realized, along with the B headphones, how bad I probably sounded the last two years with this brand new microphone, man. So I apologize to all our listeners, man. I feel like I've really upgraded my game on this one. You did turn it up. The Yeti is considered the best, and we are going to have to play with the settings a little bit, figure out how to make it work perfectly in your room. But I can tell you from being your partner, you sound amazing. Well, I appreciate it, man. I apologize, man. I I only got like I even got a new computer too, so I got the new you computer did? Christmas. Where yeah, I got a new uh, computer over Christmas, so I had that old MacBook Pro. I was using Jalen's computer from school. You know, I was just you know putting things together, trying to make ends meet because I didn't realize we'd be on the air for this long, so I didn't want to invest any money. But now we're two years in. Anthony Marino, our illustrious leader, has gave it, given us a little raise, a little bump in pay, so I'm putting it back into the uh, program and, you know, getting new equipment. Wait a minute. <laughs> you got a raise? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping we can get a raise. I'm just kidding. Um, so let me tell everybody what we're going to talk about today. We're going to have a couple of notes about minicamp that was, and then we are going to rank the defenses that the Buffalo Bills are going to face in the 2022 season. And I got to tell you, Newt, going through my list, it's not nearly as cut and dried as the quarterback rankings. It, this was much more difficult than it was. If uh, for those of you all that listened to our last podcast two weeks ago, we ranked the quarterbacks, and then now we're doing the defenses. This is a lot more subjective. I'm sure we're going to disagree probably on everything. Sure, and I don't. I don't even feel nearly as confident. So no, neither do I. I'm stupid. If you tell me Newt, you're crazy, you're stupid, I'm like. You're right. <laughs> Usually I'll fight back. But this one is it, difficult because it was so many changes. Um, and so I just think our criteria is probably not going to meet. And once again, you all, we don't do the production meetings or nothing. We just get on here and we go off the top. So it ain't like we discussed it and we try to arrange arguments or anything. We're giving you off the top what our feelings are. And you're going to see it live right here on the uh, podcast. Dude. And when it comes to feelings... We've got them. 
but yeah, opinions they're they're gonna flow as well. <laughs> yeah, and once again, man, if, if y'all reach out to us um, on Twitter, real Jamie D'Amico at Big underscore New. Hit us up, man. If you think we crazy, man, we want to hear it, man. Hey, this ain't ESPN, this ain't Fox. We're not those guys, man. We interact with. I'm sure all of you all, the people who've already uh, hit us up on Twitter, we always get on Twitter and respond to everybody. So mm-hmm. hit us up and let us know what you think, man. Give us feedback, man. If you think we stink, man, tell me. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> so we're going to start off by talking about minicamp. Now, Newt, you know me. I don't like talking about minicamp. And I don't like talking about minicamp because people look good when there's no contact, but then as soon as there's contact, like next thing you know, they can't make the team. So we hear all about these guys. They're in the best shape of their life. They had the, the best offseason they've ever had. Ugh. We are hearing stories about somebody sounding like they're pretty good in this here minicamp. And also, he had an interview that caused me to utterly root for the guy. Who do you think I'm talking about? Our new wide receiver, Tevin Austin. That's the guy. The, mm-hmm. the guy who is forever linked with the Buffalo Bills because it was the Rams who traded up to get... Tavon Austin traded with the Bills when the Bills slid down so they could then take EJ Manuel, 16th overall. Not really a very good selection for either team. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But tell us what Tavon Austin brings to the table. I mean, he has speed. Like we talked about um, a few weeks ago, if you go back and look at his highlight film from college, man, he was very amazing, electric, dynamic. He's a little older now, in his 30s. But they're saying for minicamp, man, he looks amazing out there. And so uh, everybody's trying to figure out how we're going to be able to keep him on the roster. And so uh, you can always use a playmaker, somebody who has a wiggle. They're saying that he looked uh, fresh. Sal Capaccio, once again, we're getting this information from him. He said he looked fresh, legs wiggly, shaking everybody, and he looked good. So Everybody trying to wonder how is he going to make this roster. Tavon Austin is definitely a guy who I think can probably help out with the kicking game because last year, Isaiah McKenzie, somewhat iffy, Marquez Stevens, uh, the guy used to get blown up, you know, got to the point where Micah Hyde was returning punts when it really mattered. So Mm. I... I, I would think that a guy, an Andre Roberts type, would be somebody who would be able to make the roster. But Tavon Austin isn't quite as good as Roberts in the return game. So it's going to be uh, very interesting as we go through and we we take a look at these. And if you look at the depth chart, I mean, you figure we're going to keep, what can we agree, maybe keep six receivers, right? I would I would so, think that Jake Comero makes the team, bringing it up to seven. Okay, so we know Diggs, Davis, and Crowder are all going to make it. Mm-hmm. All right, Shakira is going to make it because he's a fourth round pick. So that's mm-hmm. four. So now you got to think, and you think Comero is going to make it. You think that's a for sure? I think Comero is going to make it because of his special teams prowess, but that means that they're going to add a seventh to the roster. If, if they go with six, he doesn't make it. 
Okay, so you figure <laughs> if they go with six, he doesn't. Okay, so now that leaves a spot or two for Isaiah McKenzie, Austin, and then Stevens. Stevens. Right. And I think that they're going to keep McKenzie around. He seems like one of those good locker room guys, right? Right. So I think for that reason, he makes the team again. I mean, they they wouldn't have signed him to a two-year contract if they didn't have plans for him being there. Okay, so then basically you're saying it's between Austin and Marquez Stevenson. I think so. Hodges, Hodges, you would just assume be on the practice squad. Yeah, I I don't foresee him making the active roster. Active roster, right? And so if it's between uh, Stevenson and Austin, I could see Austin making it. Yeah, yeah, I could too. If it's between those two, Uh, yeah. But inevitably, there's going to be injuries along the way, and you know it's. It's good to have depth. It doesn't seem like Austin was in real high demand. He was he was the number five receiver with the Jets. But he says mm-hmm. he's fully healthy and, you know, these mm-hmm. are things you got to worry about, being healthy. And I know, I know you don't like talking about these things. And ultimately, it doesn't matter what you do in shorts. So I get it. It's what you put on the pads or you're still going to be able to go out there and make those plays. Well, you're interested in these. Well, I'm interested in it because it's the doldrums of summer, and today is the first day of summer, um, so we have very little to talk about. So that's what makes me interested. I mean, I'm getting geared up for the NBA draft, and so uh, I sit and watch all that stuff. I want to know all the scuttlebutt, Kyrie Irving getting traded, what are they going to do with Russell Westbrook, LeBron's mad, um, Jalen and I sat and watched the uh, Golden State Parade yesterday and watched uh, <laughs> Clay Thompson. He was drunk. He was drinking Hennessy straight, and he stumbled oh, and God. knocked over his girl. So, yeah, go to go to Twitter. Check it out. It's trending on Twitter. So, yeah, he, he can't hold his liquor. But, yeah, those are the things. It's summertime, so all, all you have is baseball and those things. So, yeah, I like this stuff. Oh, speaking of videos on Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, videos on YouTube, you should check out these. These what? These nuts. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I've been trying to set you up for that all show. That's probably like the fourth time I've dropped a these and just said nothing after it. <laughs> so the oh reason we had God. to drop that one is because apparently Josh Allen is like doing the D's nuts jokes all day, every day, and figured it was going to be time to just work that into the show a little bit. <laughs> you are crazy, man. <sighs> so can stupid, you imagine, right? Can you imagine Josh Allen getting one of the rookies with that, man? That would be hilarious. I, we need to try to find video on that, and I know it's probably a little immature, man, but these are things of that happen in the locker room, man. It's the thing. And so for Josh Allen – Clean cut American kid Josh Allen man to be doing that. That's that's hilarious. I I agree with that. Um, but anyway, let, let's let's talk about the defenses that the Buffalo Bills are going to face because when it comes to Josh Allen, how he performs is going to have a, a direct correlation with the teams that the Bills are going up against. So we are going to go through. Looks like there's the Bills are playing 14 different teams over the course of the season. 14 different teams, right. 
and three of them are twice, so that makes 17. So, yep. Right. 17 games right there. And like I said, I don't feel particularly dogmatic about my list. Well, once again, everybody has their criteria. So, I mean, it's all of subjective and opinion. So, let's just give it a whirl and see where, you know, we, we're all about throwing against the wall to see what sticks, man. So, let, let's see what you got. All right. So... Number one on my list is one that you could argue that would go a lot lower, but they seem to have an unbelievable trio of cornerbacks, and that is the direction that the NFL is going these days. It's becoming more of a coverage league than it is a pass rush league, but mm-hmm. you know what? While they are good on the back end, they also have some good players up front that can put pressure on. So I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. They're going to yes. be number one on my list. Yes. Yeah. Wow. When you look at Jari Alexander, who's only given up like a 68.3 passer rating, uh, Eric Stokes, who I was really high coming out of college, he's giving up under an 80 per, er, under an 80 passer rating on 96 targets. And Rasul Douglas only allowed a, a 50% reception rate. That's a really good back end, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you follow that up with uh, guys like Devondre Campbell, uh, Quay Walker at, at linebacker, um, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on the front line, and they drafted Devontae Wyatt in the first round this year. Yep. I think that they got a ton of talent. And Kenny Clark. Yeah, man. I'm echoing your sentiments, brother. Good job. I had them number one. And not only because of their additions and because of their back end, like you already talked about, I also look at the fact that they were uh, top 10 in defense in yardage per game last year. So now you go off of what they did last year and you make a couple of additions. Quay Walker, one of the best defensive players in the draft this year, 6'5 linebacker, um, outstanding athlete. I think they're going to be probably the toughest defense we face. Mm -hmm. I agree. What do you have at number two? You're probably not going to agree with this. I'm telling you. I got the New England England Patriots. You got the Patriots. Okay. I've got them. I've I've got the middle of the pack. Explain to me why. Once again, just like I said about, uh, just like I said about the Packers, New England, although they might not have made the additions that the Packers did, last year they were in the top 10 in yards and points per uh, game. Now, mm-hmm. granted, they we hung, what, like 600 yards and, and eight touchdowns against them in the last yeah. game of the year? So you can, that can't be indicative of what you feel like they did throughout the whole year. So if they could come back and give that kind of effort this year, I think they'll be one of the better teams. Like like I said, I might have placed them too high, but once again, I thought it would be disrespectful to them, to our rivals, uh, finishing how they finished in the top uh, five in points per game and yardage per game. Yeah, they were they were third in points per game. And, you know, really it was the Buffalo Bills that showed us that the Patriots' defense is probably too slow. Um, so they've mm-hmm. let Dante Hightower and Kyle Kyle Van Noy go, both um, both linebackers. But they also lost J.C. Jackson, who I think is a top five corner in the NFL. So it's right. it's very clear that they're trying to add more speed to the defense. 
So it'll be interesting to see what they can pull together. Now, my number two team is one that I think a lot of people are going to disagree with. And maybe I'm just starstruck. But the Los Angeles Rams with Aaron Donald, one of the all-time best defensive linemen and probably the best defender in the NFL, and Jalen Ramsey, outstanding talent right there. And then they added Bobby Wagner uh, to the the linebackers, and he's one of the best all-around linebackers in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to bet against a team that can pull as much talent onto the field simultaneously as they do. And also, they've got a good coaching staff yeah. who does well by the players by way of putting them in positions to succeed. Um, they're going to be a tough out this year. I agree with everything you just said. I had them as my number four team, but once again, I I agree with everything you're saying. They had a good defense last year. Jalen Ramsey, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, They just signed Aaron Donald to one of the richest non-quarterback deals in NFL history, and you could argue he's the best, not only best player in the game, but one of the greatest to do it. Mm -hmm. So much talent on the field. Once again, their quarterback play is good, not great. I feel like you got to put them in that situation there in the top five of the defenses we're going to face just because of those three people that we named. You add Bobby Wagner to that core, you know they're going to have some success. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're they're going to be tough. And they may have their ups and downs, but a tough out, like I said. Uh, number three, who do you have? I had the Titans. I had the, the Titans. Tennessee okay. Titans. I've got them um, as my number four. Let's talk about them. All right, but once again, I looked at the fact they finished in yards uh, yards per game and points per game. They were in the top five in both categories. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always a stout out. They're, um, they're a run-oriented team, uh, mediocre quarterback play at best. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. They're okay at the quarterback position, but that's yeah. their formula of winning. They play tough defense and then run the football this is like it was like in the 70s and 80s, how we grew up. So I have them as a uh, third best team, I mean, third best defense we're going to face. The thing that concerns me about them uh, as an opponent is they get after the quarterback. Harold Landry the third, 64 pressures, 14 sacks. Jeffrey Simmons, 62 pressures. Danico Autry, six, 61. I mean, <laughs> if they can get any cornerback play at all, they're going to be good. They're going to be really Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. My number three is the Baltimore Ravens. They weren't great last year, but at one time during the season, their top four cornerbacks were all on the IR. They had no, they, they just had nobody left on that team with all the injuries that hit them. And who? Who was coming back? Marcus Peters. Great player. Marlon Humphrey. All pro. You throw in um, Marcus Williams, who's an excellent safety, and they just drafted Kyle Hamilton, who you love, right? I love him out of Notre Dame. Yeah. And Marlon Uh, Humphrey just got paid too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just got paid, man. So there are questions. Uh, can Adafe Oe 
take a step forward. Um, and then they've got Michael Pierce and Clay's Campbell, who are older, uh, playing on the front line, but they're still solid players, uh, at least in moderation. If they can get some good play out of the front four, they're going to be a great defense, but they do need more than just the secondary to perform. Yeah, and I think they re-signed Calais Campbell to maybe a two- or three-year contract also. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Uh, they struggled at times last year. They finished in the bottom five in yards per game, and I feel like because they had those injuries. But once they shore up this defense and make the improvements that you just talked about, I can't see them not being one of the better defenses that we uh, face. I had them – no, I would just say you had them at three. I had them at number five. Doesn't it seem like we always talk about the Ravens as having a great defense? Yeah, that's their culture. Yeah, it they, really once is. Once again, it's kind of like Tennessee. They're run-oriented, even their quarterback. They I didn't, didn't we talk about it? I think they led the league in rushing last year, right? Yeah, sure did. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So they, that's that formula. They play tough defense. They always have, even their Super Bowl years and run the football. So that's their formula to success. So I think that's a cultural thing uh, going along with the city of Baltimore, man. They're hard-nosed and tough people. Mm, absolutely. And I do like going to games in Baltimore. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm excited we're doing that this year. Yeah, hopefully it's better than the last time we went, right? That we always talk about. <laughs> Couldn't be worse. Josh I know, right? <laughs> Josh Allen's uh, action, so. Who do you have at number four? Uh, I well, we need to go back through it because you got to give me your number five. My my top five is Packers, Pats, Titans, Rams, and Ravens. So you got to give me your five. Oh. Your one. Okay, so I've got Packers, Rams, Ravens, Titans. Number five is yeah. the Dolphins. Okay, interesting, right? I'll bet, you, I'll bet you didn't no. see that one coming. Uh, probably not as high, but uh, I had I had the Dolphins at number seven, so we're not too far off. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, they they also have a great back end. You know, Byron Jones, yeah. Xavier Howard. Jalen Phillips came into the league with all kinds of expectations. He didn't quite live up to it. But, you know, they posted the third highest pressure rate and seventh lowest QB rating allowed in the 2020 season. And even though they lost their, uh, even though they lost their head coach, they kept Mike McDaniel, their defensive coordinator. And a lot of people consider him to be like a top three to five defensive play caller. So Mm -hmm. when you look at the talent that they have on the roster, they're athletic. I think that it's, I, I think that this is a team that could be trouble. I agree. I'm, I'm eager to see. I'm eager to see similar to us having a new offensive coordinator. The fact that Brian Flores is no longer on that sideline, I'm, I'm eager to see how that's going to affect their defense. But I agree with everything you just said. Um, um, Byron Jones, we're going to see if he does better in man to man coverage. So I, I think they'll be top seven, middle of the pack of who the people we play. Uh, once again, Miami has been playing pretty good defense the last few years, so I don't see that trend stopping. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because you know the best defense is a good offense, the best offense is a good defense. Right. If if the improvements they've made to the offensive roster help, then their defense will improve over last year. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Who do you have at number six, buddy? My number six, and this is something you probably gonna disagree with. I got the Cleveland Browns. Oh my god, that was my number six. Are you serious? Yeah. I got it, man, because, I mean, once again, it, it all starts up front. They have yep. Clowney. Um, they just, once again, they're going to play tough defense. I don't know what this is going to happen as far as the QB play. I think a lot of times offense, and we've mentioned this when we talk about the defenses, your offensive play sometimes defense, uh, dictates how your defense can do and things you can do on defense. Them having a new quarterback, if he's able to play, um, Speaking of which, did you see that uh, I got a, a text a couple of minutes ago saying that Watson settled with 20 of the women mm-hmm. out against the 24? And once again, these are not criminal cases. These are civil suits. And uh, I would never, being a, a father of a daughter and having a mother in his life, I will never despise or look down on uh, sexual assault cases or make light of it. I, I think that's... Uh, one of the worst things you could do in this uh, world is Agreed. take advantage of women. As a man, I've never put my hands on a woman. I don't even raise my voice at my wife. Um, well, but, for good reason. Lynn would kick your ass. I think she would, man. She's I know she would. She probably could take me. But uh, <laughs> once again, but we do have to make sure the listeners are educated. These are not criminal lawsuits at this point. These are civil lawsuits. So, once again, I'm not a lawyer, but most of the time when you're in civil suits, this is um, mostly people wanting to get paid. And so that's what it is at this point. So basically he's paid off 20 of the 24 uh, uh, cases that he has. So he's headed in the right direction. But like we talked about two weeks ago, I can't see him playing the whole year. Some people is calling for Watson's head for the whole year. Um, he probably get between half to the whole, to uh, maybe seven, eight games, maybe, you know, 10 games suspension, but I don't see him playing the whole year. No, definitely not. Um, um, back to the Browns defense on the front line, Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Mm-hmm. Jadavian Clowney is overrated, but he's good. Miles Garrett is amazing. You could make a case for him being the best defensive end in the NFL very easily. Uh, they don't have a lot of interior defensive line talent, um, but you know they also have players like Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams, Grant Delpit, who have had problems staying healthy in the past. If they can stay on the field, yeah, there's there's no reason the Browns couldn't be the sixth best team that the Bills face this year. Mm-hmm. So, I'm who's your seventh. I'm curious now if if we're going to end up with the same at number seven. That that would be a hoot, wouldn't it? No, um, we can't because Miami was my seventh. That's why I asked you who's your seventh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, my seventh is the Vikings. Mm. No, that, know, this, right? that ain't mine. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first really different one. I have Vikings second to last. Um, they they don't have a lot of holes on their defense. Um, they signed Zadarius Smith, who's a great player, and um, you know they they did lose Mike Zimmer, who's a, a great defensive mind. But at the same time, they've got good cornerbacks. 
with uh, and on the back end they've got Harrison Smith and Lewis Sine uh, or Sine. <laughs> How do you pronounce his mm-hmm. name? The guy from Georgia. I think it's Sine. I think it is too. You know, in the box, Daniel Hunter, Zadari Smith, who I mentioned, uh, Dalvin Thompson, and we love Harrison Phillips. Do Harrison we not? Phillips. Harrison Phillips, man. I wish we would have retained him, but I mean, we we replenished the coverage pretty well on the D line. So, and it's funny that we're going over all these defenses. We both agree that out of everybody we play, we will have the best defense, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right. Uh, you're number eight. Number eight, I have Pittsburgh. Okay. That's my okay. number nine. Um, my right. number eight was the Patriots. So right. let's talk about the Stillers. All right, man. I think TJ White and Cameron Hayward probably uh, not only on our schedule, probably two of the best defensive linemen along with the Rams that we're going to play this year. Um, yeah. They're two stars. I mean, they get after it. Uh, they only allowed 145 yards rushing per game. Um, let's see. I I just think they're going to be pretty good. They added they added Miles Jack mm-hmm. also from Jacksonville. So I think they're going to move up the rankings a little bit. And once again, man, it's like Baltimore. They play tough. They play tough defense in that division. So. I got them at, at number eight. And that makes an awful lot of sense that we're putting them sort of middle of the pack when it comes to the Bills schedule. They could be good because, well, they led the NFL in sacks for the fifth consecutive year. But mm-hmm. they also allowed the most rushing yards per game last year at 146. Uh, overall, they finished uh, 22nd in points per game. So it sounds like they made a lot of splash plays, but they also had a hard time against the good quarterbacks. So the days of them being the dominant Pittsburgh defense, I I think are behind them. And, you know, you had them eighth, I had them ninth. I think that tells us that, you know, right in the middle of the schedule is probably where they belong, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's where we are. Yep. Who's next? Uh, so your number nine was Pittsburgh. Yep. My number nine, then, so we'll be catching up. My number nine is I got Kansas City. Okay. I got Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, once again, were in the bottom five of the league last year, points per game. Um, so they gave up a lot of points as when we hung, what, 35 on them? What was the mm-hmm. score? We played them in the uh, playoffs. I think we lost 42-35. I had to look it up. I'm sorry. You know, I, I erased it from my memory. It's one of those That's okay. traumatic <laughs> things. But I think we hung 35. I want to say 35 points on them. Um, but that is, that's pretty much what they did this year. They just try to outscore you. And also, they lost the Honey Badger. And yep. I think he was a big part of that defense. If you go back and watch the film of when we played them during the regular season, we beat them in Kansas City, he was directing people to where to go. He was definitely the quarterback of their defense. But he, since then, he's moved back to his hometown, New Orleans. He's oh, with the Saints now. And I think they're going to take a step back. So I got them as my number nine. They've got a good defensive coordinator, former Giants head coach there, Steve Pe- Steve Spagnolo. Uh, plays 
you know, very physical man-to-man coverage, but they've lost some bodies on that back end. Uh, like you said, Tyron Matthews, one of them. And I read something about them. It says the key for Kansas City is clearly Chris Jones. When he's healthy, the unit is fantastic. Without him, it's painfully average. I have them ranked as my 11th. Okay. So number 10 for me. So what would be your number 10? Yeah. It would be the Bengals. But real quickly, I want to run down what we have so far. You have... Number one, the Packers, in yep. order. Packers, Patriots, Titans, Rams, Ravens. Yes. I have Packers, Rams, Ravens, Titans, Dolphins as a top mm-hmm. five. Your six through nine is Browns, Dolphins, Steelers, Chiefs. Mine yep. is Browns, Vikings, Patriots, Steelers. Yeah. My number 10 is the Bengals. Bengals. And your number 11 is KC. And my number 11 is KC. We haven't talked about the Bengals yet, have we? No, because they're your number 10 and they're my number 11. My number 10 was Chicago. And once again, now we're at our bottom four. So, I mean, we're just rearranging chairs on the Titanic once again at this point. (laughs) <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we can pretty much agree. I mean, the only disparity we have is the Vikings. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got the I've got the Patriots quite a bit lower than you do, um, but you could make a case for them being much higher than than I rank yeah. them. Yeah, because I had them at two and you had them at eight. Yeah, you're right. So that's another one. So just yeah. those two. Yeah, you know, I I think that. For me, the Patriots, no, I'm sorry, for me, the Bengals played well in the playoffs. And yes. Joseph Asai looked good before he got injured. They played a very unusual, like, two down linemen defense in the playoffs it, and dropped everybody else into coverage. Yet still, uh, their dude, uh, was it Max Crosby, was making plays. It'll be interesting for me to see where they go this year. I, I don't think they're going to be a great team. I think they're probably going to be like somewhere in the middle in, of the NFL. As far as defense is concerned, but then they have someone they believe in at quarterback. Right. And, and I think, a very I good offense. More, right. I think they're going to be like, you know, one of those teams where they depend solely on the offense. They retooled the offensive line like we talked about before. So you're right. I mean, I think they're going to be middle to lower uh, of the pack of who we play um, mm-hmm. as far as defense is concerned. But I feel like they're going to still be a good team. So Yeah, they they, they will be a good team because they're going to outscore people. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's going to go. Who's your, Who did you say was your number 10? Uh, Chicago. Bears, that's right. The, the Bears. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> they gave up. They gave up almost the most points uh, last year of all the teams we play. Um, I don't think they're going to get it together this year. Um, oh, wait a minute! I, I I said Max Crosby when I was talking about the Bengals. He plays for the Raiders, so sorry. Just needed to apologize. Oh, oh okay. No anyway, problem. continue. 
No, I was just saying the Chicago Bears, I don't think they're going to get it right. Although I love the city. I love their uh, uniforms. We'll be there in a couple of weeks. But I love the river. I love Garrett's popcorn. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to get it right this year on defense. You know, I've got the Bears ranked 13th. And they've lost Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, and Akeem Hicks. This is going to be one of the worst defensive lines in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. they're not going to stop the run. And they're just trying to make the life on their young quarterback difficult. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be solely on him. They're going to hope that he becomes a player and save them. But you're right. I think they they take a step back. And, they, and I think they knew it. That's why I was like, oh, we get what we can for Khalil Mack. And, you know, it, it's just that bad situation there. That's like, yeah. I know the feeling because I'm dealing with it with the Wizards, watching the Wizards. Are we going to trade Brad <laughs> Bill or not? So I, that's how I feel about Khalil Mack. Like, you don't want to get rid of that type of talent, but it's like, let's see what we can get and try to retool. Um, My number 11 was the Chiefs, which you had at number yeah. nine. We already talked yeah. about them. Who's your number 11? My number 11 was the Bengals, and yours was Kansas City, and Bengals number 10 on your list. So we're on number 12 now. Yep. And my number 12 was the Lions. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> them Lions. And like I said, I mean, well, you can rearrange the last three anywhere you can, but the Lions are in the bottom of defense last year in almost every category. Uh, they did get the first-round pick, who I think uh, is going to be a stud. Uh, defensive end, but I think it's going to take time for them to build that defense up. So let me let me I throw two statistics at you because they they were my last ranked. They were terrible in the red zone last year. They allowed touchdowns on seventy percent of red zone trips. They were the fourth worth fourth fourth worst third <laughs> down defense. All right. That's just putrid. <laughs> yeah, not putrid. That's a yes, word putrid. for you. That is a word for you. They are a a a defense of putrescence. I thought what? you were going to say putrescity. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number twelve was the Jets. Um, Carl Lawson is coming back. A lot of people wanted him to sign with the Bills. He's uh, he's an accomplished pass rusher. They grabbed a couple of good players in the first round this year. We think Sauce Gardner is going to be a star. It's a young defense, but they've got a good defensive mind in Robert Sala. They're probably still a couple of years away, but you know they they're bringing in some talent slowly but steadily. You had the Lions. The Lions are number 14 for me. So the very you got them number 14. I got them number 12. I got them number 12. And then you got the Jets 12. And I got the I got them number 14. I got them at the end. And okay. once again, it's it's only because of Aiden Hutchinson that I put the Lions above them. If not, I would have them at the end. But I think Aiden Hutchinson for the Lions is gonna make an impact. I think he's gonna be a beast. And your lowest rated team is the Bears? No. Mm-mm. The Jets. Jets. Yeah. Okay. So let's run through it. Your list. Starting Uh, with number one. Packers. Name it off. Number two. Packers. Pats. 
Titans. Then the Titans. Rams, then the Ravens, Rams. right? Yep. And then Give us Cleveland, the rest in order. Cleveland, Miami, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Chicago, Bengals, Lions, Vikings, Jets. Okay. The... So I just need I just need your number 13, which is Cleveland. Bears. No, you had Cleveland six. You had the Bears there. Okay. Bears than Lions. So my list in order goes Packers, Rams, Ravens, Titans, Dolphins, Browns. That is the top six. Then, starting with number seven, Vikings, Patriots, Steelers, Bengals, rounding out the top ten. The final four are the Chiefs, Jets, Bears, and Lions. So the only really big discrepancy that you and I have is the Vikings. I have them at number seven. You have them at number 13. At 13. Something tells me you are going to be far closer to correct than I am on this. Man, I don't know, man. I was like, ugh. I didn't know where to begin, but like I said, we talked about this about 10 minutes ago. We we both have Buffalo as the best defense to be on the field every game we play. So yeah. I feel very good hope, about our defense. I hope they live up to those expectations. No more giving up 40-some points against the Chiefs, huh? I know. But I'm going to tell you what, and this is what I wanted to say at the beginning, um, what we've been doing. So last week, no, it's been probably two weeks now, um, Jalen and I have been playing the Madden 23 beta version of the game. And so Madden doesn't come out until August, right? And so I guess since my sons put so many hours in on Madden, they sent me an email like a week and a half ago and said that you've been selected to uh, participate in the program where you can play the beta version. And the beta is just a dumbed-down version of the game. Obviously, they don't have all you know, all the things of the game. So, and they let you have access to it for three weeks, and then you got to fill out a survey. Now, I could talk about the game, but if I put anything on Twitter of the game, because they got like my name flashed across the screen as I play it, which is really irritating. But if <laughs> I was to take a video and then post it, they'll know it's me, and then they'll kick me out of uh, the community to where I could play the game online. But it's been fun. The game cool. looks beautiful. Um, but yeah, we're one of the best teams on the game. We are ranked, really? uh, yeah, we're, we're ranked right behind, uh, Tampa Bay, I believe. I think they're the only team that's on there that's, that's better than us. Oh, wow. Real quick. And when uh, you say we, you're yeah. talking about the Buffalo Bills, not yes. you and Jalen? No, we, as in us. As in oh, it's funny because I took that Buffalo as meaning Bills. you and Jalen. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. When I say we, I'm all, I'm never talking about me and my family. I'm talking about me and the Bills. Your real family. <laughs> my real family. I knew the Bills way before I knew my family. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Bucks is the only team that's better than us. They're 92. We're 89. Yeah. And so they didn't they didn't update all the rankings. I think the ratings go off of what happened last year, even though Diggs was a point better. But they still had Josh Allen's at 89. I know that's not going to be true on this year's game. Um so I think that the ratings are going to get updated. But, yeah, I mean, we've been playing that, and it's been fun. So it just feels good to have a, a, a good defensive end because we haven't had that probably since uh, Mario Williams. I mean, we got uh, Von Miller, who's a 94 on the game. And so you could just rush him, man. It just feels so good, bro. 
<laughs> for all our man players, I'm sorry for that, but yeah, for all our man players, so. <laughs> oh, this that, that's going to be fun, man. Yeah. Yep. So we've been doing that. Well, dude, keep enjoying. I I, I think it's amazing that you're able to do that. Um, yeah. In the meantime. I want everybody to sit there and stop and think about the fact that we are going to be coming back in just two short weeks with more of the goods to to give you. Now, I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. You have been listening to Jamie D and Big Newt. And at the end of every show, Big Newt gives us a song. Give it to us, buddy. I'll catch y'all in two weeks while I'll be sitting in my mama's house in St. Louis, Missouri, man. See y'all then. Hey, hey, hey.